Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. Thank you so much for joining Michigan Minds. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk with you today and learn from you. So can you start by introducing yourself and sharing a little bit about your role at the University of Michigan? My name is Jessica Fong, and I am an assistant professor of marketing at the Ross School of Business. Thank you. And in what areas does your research focus? So my research generally falls into two categories that sometimes overlap. So one is about how people uh, respond to information. So for example, one of my papers looks at how people choose to seek or to avoid information that might be helpful to them. Uh, and we study this in the context of consumer finance. So in that paper, my co-author, uh, Megan Hunter and I show that people stop checking their updated credit report after they've seen that their credit report or their credit score goes down. So bad news is demotivating. That causes them to stop seeking out information that could be helpful in the future. Um, I've also looked at how like misinformation and debunking messages impact consumer beliefs uh, and their purchase behavior. The, the other stream of research is about digital platforms, which is a place where like goods and services and information are exchanged. So think Amazon or online dating sites. Uh, here, I've studied like network effects and their implications for things like merger decisions, like consumers be, can consumers be better off uh, when two digital platforms merge and how should these platforms be designed with network effects in mind? And the type of research that I do often involves working with companies to get data or to collaborate with them to run these uh, large scale field experiments. So I've worked with online dating companies, uh, Rover, which is like a peer-to-peer -peer dog walking platform, uh, and e-commerce platforms in my research. Wonderful. Thank you. So you recently co-authored a study on the role of negative peer feedback on social media platforms. Can you tell us about the process of conducting this research and why you chose certain platforms to focus on? Yeah, so this is a joint work with Sriram, who is my colleague uh, in the marketing group here. And it's also joint with Rod Deolinker, who is a PhD candidate also in the marketing group. This research started because we were just broadly interested in the topic of UGC, which is user-generated content, uh, and looking at what drives people to create this content. So like, why does someone post a review for a restaurant? Or why do they comment on YouTube videos or make posts on Reddit? And as we were looking into this topic, something that stood out to us was how YouTube had changed its policy about the dislike button. Uh, so before 2021, uh, YouTube users were able to dislike videos on YouTube and the number of dislikes for each video was public. Uh, in 2021, YouTube changed its policy where users, they can still like, uh, still dislike videos but they can no longer see how many dislikes each video gets. And the reason why YouTube made this change, according to their blog, is to reduce dislike attacks, which is where people like work together to drive up the number of dislikes for a creator's video. And so this policy change got us thinking about how 
on some social media platforms, you can see some semblance of the number of likes uh, and dislikes like on Reddit. And on some you can't like now on YouTube. And so therefore we became interested in how dislikes impact uh, the creation of user-generated content. And we chose to study this on Reddit for a few reasons. So first, Reddit is just a really popular website. It's like one of the most uh, highly visited websites in the world. So there's really not a better place to study UGC. We also needed a platform that has downvotes and we as the researchers can see like how many downvotes or approximately how many downvotes each piece of content receives. Uh, and the third reason is we wanted a setting where there's no like objective right answer so that upvotes and downvotes generally reflect uh, like approval or disapproval of an opinion. And this is important if we want to study the implications on like echo chambers and polarization. Thank you. So can you share with us a few key findings from this research? And if there were any findings from this work that you found surprising or weren't expecting? Sure. So the general intuition about negative feedback is that on one hand, this is really important information for the platform to collect because it can help identify like what topics people are interested in. And if you know what people don't like, then the platform's recommendation algorithm can take that into account and show you less content that you don't like. On the other hand, negative feedback is seen as having this potential to create like a toxic and polarizing environment where unpopular opinions are suppressed. And it's pretty clear to see how that has implications for echo chambers and polarization. So if downvotes deter people from posting, the opinions that aren't supported by the majority of users will eventually disappear from the platform. What we find is that negative feedback or downvotes on Reddit actually encourages people to post more on Reddit. That is, when a user's post on Reddit sees a decrease in its score, which is the net difference between upvotes and downvotes, they are subsequently more likely to make a new post on Reddit. So negative feedback increases engagement with Reddit. We also look at how downvotes impact the like intensity of language. For example, if I make a post saying like blue is a great color and I get downvoted for saying that, how do I talk about this topic, the color blue, uh, next time? So I could dig in my heels and become even more extreme and say, blue is the best color ever. Or I could moderate the intensity of my language and say, blue is just an okay color. So what we find is that if the initial post is more intense, so if the opinion is more extreme or more emotionally intense, uh, downvotes actually cause that user to moderate the language the next time they talk about this topic. Something that I didn't really expect to see was that negative feedback increases engagement on average. Of course, there's going to be some people in the population who will respond positively to negative feedback, right? Like internet trolls would be an example, but I just didn't expect that this effect would be large enough to be true, like on average. Absolutely, thank you. 
A potential explanation for these findings is reputation management. So can you explain how creators use this negative feedback to enhance their presence on the platform or how it can be used to encourage users to moderate their tone? We know from existing research and just anecdotally that people really care about internet points, uh, even though there's no direct monetary value. So like, in other words, people care about their reputation online, even when they're anonymous. So Reddit has a reputation system called Karma, where Karma increases when the user's posts get more upvotes and it goes down when they get more downvotes. And karma seems to be something that Redditors really care about. Like there's even something called karma farming, which is when people repost popular content in different subreddits, like just to get more karma. So what we think is happening here is that a Reddit user makes a post that turns out to be unpopular. They get downvotes, so their karma takes a hit. So to try to increase their karma back to where it was before, in response to getting these downvotes, they create more posts, hence why we see higher engagement. In terms of moderating their tone, um, people seem to be learning from their past posts. So they know what they said previously was unpopular, so they're going to moderate their opinion next time to avoid those downvotes in the future. Thank you. So how can these findings, which focus on the platform Reddit, apply to other platforms? Or have you found that the same patterns exist elsewhere? So we haven't studied this in other contexts yet, um, but we do think that these effects should generalize to other platforms where like reputation is important. Uh, we can't test this in our paper because we don't have variation in reputation. So in other words, like there's, we don't observe a world where reputation doesn't matter to Reddit users. Uh, but we think this would be a great avenue for future research to look at how reputation plays a role in these effects of uh, negative feedback. And our studies in a setting where people mostly express opinions where there's no like objectively right or wrong answer. But we do think it can generalize to those settings. So like think about like Stack Overflow where people are answering coding questions or math questions, for example. And so imagine if I answer someone's question incorrectly and I get downvotes, I could still be motivated to answer more questions to get my reputation back up. And in this context of Stack Overflow, emotional intensity of the language may not be as relevant because these aren't opinions, but perhaps effort is something that Stack Overflow really cares about. So maybe negative feedback could cause people to put in more effort into the responses. This would also be, I think, super interesting to study in the future. Absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. As the podcast comes to a close, we often like to ask our faculty that join us, um, what is one thing you hope listeners remember from our conversation today? So I think what's most important to take away from this is that the way that digital platforms are designed can have impacts not only on like user engagement, but like what people are saying and how they're using the platform. And so the common perception is that negative feedback or criticism or downvotes may be bad, not only for the platform's engagement, but for more societal problems like increasing 
levels of polarization. But at least in our context, we do see benefits of negative feedback, both for the platform itself and for reducing polarization on Reddit. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. It has been an absolute honor to talk with you today and learn from you. So thank you for taking the time to join us. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.